This is Garrison Hardy with your Cross Politic Daily News Brief for Thursday, October 26, 2022. Folks, first, before I get started with the news today, I want to thank one of our sponsors of the show, Boniface Woodworking. Boniface Woodworking exists for those who enjoy shopping with integrity, who want to buy handmade wooden furniture, gifts, and heirloom items that will last for generations. From dining tables and church pulpits to cigar humidors and everything in between, quality pieces that can give your children's children, tie them to their roots, and transcend the basic function of whatever they are. Gifts! So, start voting with your dollars and stop buying cheap crap from people who hate you. Visit www.bonifacewoodworking.com to see their gallery, learn their story, and submit your order for heirloom quality wood items. Again, Boniface Woodworking. Check them out. Now, let's get to the news. Back to Twitter we go. Hundreds of employees leave Twitter for jobs with Meta, Google, as Musk deal approaches and that's supposed to go through this friday twitter employees are leaving at rates not seen before as a result of tesla and spacex ceo elon musk's takeover business insider reports several hundred employees have left the media giant in 2022 with 530 leaving the last three months many have left to competitors such as meta and google the outlet reports this may not be bad news for musk however as the multi-billionaire reportedly has intentions of cutting staff by up to 75 percent according to a report musk is set to close the deal on friday musk offered to buy twitter in april but then sought to end the acquisition a few months later which resulted in a legal battle between him and the company earlier this month musk announced he would go through with the original offer the delaware court of chancery has given musk until october 28th to close the deal otherwise the matter will go to trial in november According to Fox News on Tesla's earnings call last week, Musk said he was excited about the Twitter situation. Elsewhere, U.S. mortgage interest rates jumped to 7.16%, highest since 2001. The average interest rate of the most popular U.S. home loan rose to its highest level since 2001 as tightening financial conditions weigh on the housing sector, data from the Mortgage Bankers Association showed on Wednesday. The average contract rate on a 30-year fixed mortgage rate rose by 22 points to 7.16% for the week ended October 21st, while the MBA's Market Composite Index of Measure of Mortgage Loan Application Volume fell 1.7% from a week earlier earlier. Mortgage application activity is at its slowest pace since 1997. Mortgage rates are now more than doubled since the beginning of the year as the Federal Reserve pursues an aggressive path of interest rate hikes to rein in stubbornly high inflation. The central bank is expected to raise rates by 75 basis points for a fourth straight time at the conclusion of its next policy meeting on November 1st and 2nd. Those actions designed to cool the economy sufficiently to curb price pressures have weighed heavily on the interest rate-sensitive housing sector as expectations for Fed tightening have led to a surge in Treasury yields. The yield on the 10-year note acts as a benchmark for mortgage rates. Moving on, Biden warns most COVID-related deaths this year will be a result of people not being updated on their vaccines. President Biden on Tuesday warned the American people that nearly every COVID-related death this year will be because people have not received the updated vaccine. Biden also called on Congress to provide the billions of dollars the administration has requested to buy additional vaccines, tests, and treatments. 
The president's comments come ahead of the holiday season when the weather is colder and more people are spending time indoors and contagious viruses are more likely to spread. Biden pointed out to new variants in the U.S. and a rise in hospitalizations in Europe and urged people to get the latest vaccine and the flu shot. A study from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention earlier this year found that more than 75% of COVID-19 deaths in fully vaccinated people had occurred among those with at least four comorbidities. Biden twice tested positive for COVID-19 in July despite being fully vaccinated and twice boosted. His physician said the president's rare rebound positivity followed treatment with Paxlovid. Later in the press conference, Biden rolled up his sleeve and got his updated COVID-19 booster shot from a member of the White House Medical Unit. He had to delay getting his booster in accordance with federal health guidance because of his infection over the summer. More than 20 million people, including nearly one in five older adults, have gotten the updated COVID-19 booster, the White House said. The vaccine has been reformulated to target the BA4 and BA5 subvariants of Omicron, the most dominant strains in the United States. Elsewhere, Daryl Brooks found guilty of intentional homicide. On Wednesday morning, the jury found Daryl Brooks guilty of six counts of intentional homicide, 61 counts of reckless endangerment, six counts of hit and run, two counts of bail jumping, and one count of battery in connection to the Waukesha Christmas Parade last year, where Brooks drove his SUV through the crowd. Brooks was found guilty of all charges. A hearing regarding sentencing will begin on Monday. While waiting for the jury to be brought out, Brooks once again stated that he does not consent to being called his legal name and brought up subject matter jurisdiction, stating it has not been addressed. Brooks continued on a list of a number of requests, which Darrow, the judge, acknowledged but denied. Amidst the nearly month-long trial, Brooks has argued with Darrow on a multitude of points, causing interruptions which in many cases resulted in Brooks being moved to a neighboring courtroom to listen in. On November 21, 2021, Brooks drove through the Waukesha Christmas Parade, killing six people, including members of the Dancing Grannies group, which were marching in the parade as well as children. More than 60 people were injured in the incident. Brooks was soon after identified as the suspect in the parade attacked after police discovered the Red Ford Explorer seen plowing into the parade parked not far from the scene of the crime with damage to the front end of the vehicle. In addition to the Reddit post, Brooks has attempted to have the charges against him thrown out because of a reported recall on his model of vehicle, a year of vehicle, regarding the throttle body. Brooks said that a class action lawsuit has been filed alleging that the vehicle can speed up without warning due to malfunction. Brooks brought up this point during the last final days of his trial, with Darrow dismissing Brooks' requests, stating, quote, I've made my decision. I expect that you respect the decision, at least as we are not going to debate it further, end quote. Brooks has also attempted to state that he is a sovereign citizen, therefore not subject to the jurisdiction of the government. Darrow called Brooks' declaration of being a sovereign citizen an obstructionist tactic. So again, Brooks was found guilty of all charges. A hearing regarding sentencing will begin on Monday. Not long ago, the American dream was alive and well. Employees who worked hard were rewarded. And employers looking for people who could do the job, not for the people who had the right political views. Redballoonwork.work, that is, is a job site designed to get us back to what made American businesses successful. Free speech, hard work, and having fun. If you're a free speech employer who wants to hire employees who focus on their work and not identity politics, then post a job on Red Balloon. 
If you're an employee who is being censored at work or is being forced to comply with the current zeitgeist, post your resume on Red Balloon and look for a new job. Redballoon.work, the job site where free speech is still alive. Moving on, Rubio canvasser attack. Second suspect arrested. Police say he confronted victim for being a Republican. Police in Florida have arrested a second suspect for an alleged assault on a canvasser for Senator Marco Rubio, Republican of Florida, that took place Sunday night. According to an arrest affidavit obtained by Fox News Digital, Jonathan Alexander Casanova joined Javier Lopez in attacking the canvasser. The document also noted the canvasser told police that Casanova told him he could not pass through the area because he was a Republican. After tirelessly working to bring justice to the victim, police detectives have arrested and charged Jonathan Alexander Casanova for an attack which occurred on Sunday, October 23, 2022. This, according to Sergeant Jose Torres, said in a statement to Fox News Digital. The arrest affidavit says that the victim, who has since been identified by local media as Chris Monzen, was walking in the neighborhood handing out flyers for Rubio and Governor Ron DeSantis when Casanova and Lopez were blocking the sidewalk. Following an argument, the affidavit says Lopez rushed the victim and threw him to the ground. Then Casanova began to kick the victim in the head as he was on the ground. While Casanova kicked him, Lopez punched Monzen in the head, police said. The affidavit says a witness then pulled Casanova off of Monzen. Then Casanova released two German shepherds from his car and walked with them over to Monzen, who was on the ground, and began to give commands to the dog to attack and bite him. The police document says neighbors eventually separated everyone involved, but Casanova fled before officers arrived on the scene. The affidavit says that Lopez identified Casanova to police and that Monzen later identified Casanova via a photo lineup. Monzen also provided a sworn statement on video, which is when he said Casanova told him he could not pass because he is a Republican and threatened to have his dogs attack him. Monzen said in the statement that he tried to walk around Casanova and Lopez, but that Casanova then told him he was not allowed to walk around the neighborhood and threatened to shoot him if he continued. Monzen then said he was on public property. Rubio's tweet also said that the alleged attacker said Republicans were not allowed in their neighborhood. Initially, police said they had not determined if the attack was politically motivated, and Lopez's arrest affidavit did not mention any remarks about political parties. Now, folks, at this point in the news brief is normally when I'd say it's time for my favorite topic, sports. But I don't really have much in sports for you today. Maybe you guys, who do you guys have in the World Series this year? We could start with that. The Astros are coming into the series with a perfect 7-0 record in the postseason, so they've looked pretty good. I don't know. Y'all should check in with our resident baseball expert, Mark Dewey. Go check his show out in the bullpen to get your baseball fix. But I'll be covering the series as it unfolds. First game is this Friday, so stay tuned as the Astros host the Phillies. Guys, that's going to do it for your cross-politic daily news brief. Thanks for tuning in. If you like the show, hit that share button for me down below. If you want to sign up for a club membership, a magazine, or check into future conferences, head on over to fightlaughfeast.com. You can do all of that right there. And as always, if you want to email me a news story, ask about our future conferences, or you know of a company that would be a good corporate partner for CrossPolitik, email me at garrison at fightlaughfeast.com. For CrossPolitik News, I'm Garrison Hardy. Have a great day, and Lord bless.